Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Barron, on our Oakland Hardjulas Talk and Text Line. LSU's women's basketball coach, Kim Mulkey. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. How are you guys? Doing great. Uh, Coach, uh, I got to talk – I told this to Bob. I got to talk to Will Wade over the weekend and asking him anything different today in in the college game. And he was like, Mike, it doesn't matter if it's women's or men's. It's about – and I thought about you when uh, y'all played Texas A&M. He said, you know, teams are going to get a good look at a shot a, a lot of times, more than you might think. And he said it's about giving them one opportunity and not secondhand shots. And we preach it. Get to the rim, get to the board, take the right angle to get to the basketball and give them one shot. And he said we flip it. He said we spend extra time in practice doing this on the offensive side, trying to get secondhand opportunities. And I thought about that. As he told me this Saturday, and I saw how guys played against A&M. It was basically one shot up the court. No secondhand opportunities. But Will has sort of preached it that I'm trying to get it through their heads. This is going to save games for us just by not giving a nut team a second or a third chance of shooting the ball. Well, offensive rebounding is really not something you teach. It's something you can practice. It's something you can preach. But the greatest offensive rebounders, the Dennis Rodmans of the NBA, all these guys that just lived off of that and were able to maintain a job, it's a knack for, one, being in the right place, and two, you just got to want to go do it. And, uh, you know, it's work. A lot of people don't want to go do that. But I thought keeping – People off of the offensive boards helped us against A&M. Now, we're getting ready to play two teams, Auburn Thursday, and then we'll go to Tennessee. Those guys go to the offensive boards. It's something that they just do very, very well. And we've got to really, you know, you're not going to block them out at the three-point line, but you got to turn and you got to be between them and the basket. And uh, we're getting better at that. Um, you know, Angel Reese makes a killing off of offensive rebounds well. On the other end of the floor, we got to make sure that we're a great defensive rebounding team and give them one shot. Now, uh, Coach Mulkey, uh, how do you, I guess, you have enough sample size or big enough sample size. Um, when you look at, like, your rotation, 
And, and you know, uh, you might want to still develop a player, but who you truly could count on and that they're going to get minutes. I mean, uh, you wish you probably had more depth, but it has to come the case in uh, point or time, time frame where you're at right now. It's like, I wish we had uh, more players that we could substitute in and out, but I know we can count on these certain individuals, and that's just where we're at right now. Well, depth is something we did have. We lost to Maya Smith, our starting uh, five player in the Cayman Islands. She tore her knee up. So there goes one. Uh, we had another one that's no longer on the team, and Kateri Poole, who started for us in the playoffs. There's another one that's gone. So we had a lot of depth, but when those types of things happen, you got to keep on keeping on. And so our depth is not what it was, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's an old saying, just give me five players who hate to lose, and I'll give you a winner. Now, uh, you know, Coach Market, when you look at uh, great accomplishments and um, <clears throat> when you look at – Obviously, you're a household name. Uh, you can name household names in college basketball, whether it's uh, the male game or the female game. But right now, uh, I was just talking about this earlier, uh, when you look at college basketball right now, uh, who's uh, more famous uh, than the little girl from Iowa? And, uh, well, and, and, and Caitlin Clark. With Caitlin Clark and what she just did. And they, Angel. And Angel. But Angel Reason and her, there ain't no uh, male college basketball players that name recognition. So let's say you're on Saturday and I'm watching college basketball and all that. You don't have that. You have as much name recognition right now in women's college basketball, I think, as male uh, college basketball. Now, I will agree with you on that. I think a lot of that has to do uh, when you think about those two names that you mentioned, they played for a national championship. There was a lot of trash talk, and there was a lot of uh, intense moments. There were two teams going at it, very good teams. And I think it has carried over uh, from television ratings uh, from that championship game into people watching them. And they're also on social media. They're also big in their NIL products. Uh, there's so much excitement right now about the popularity of women's basketball, and it honestly has carried over to this year. Guys, it, it was unbelievable after the game again at A&M how long it took us to get out of that arena because of fans everywhere. And our girls are very good at going back out there and hugging and taking pictures and signing autographs. Somebody should show that to you all because I can't emphasize to you enough uh, what they see every time they play. And I'm sure it's the same way with um, Caitlin Clark at Iowa. Now, uh, Coach Balka, you don't never want to be a flash in the pan. Obviously, uh, like you did at Baylor, you want to establish something. Where are you going, uh, I don't know, a handful, half a dozen years plus? And you look, uh, even when that, uh, I remember when uh, Louisiana Tech and women's basketball, their heyday. Uh, you look at Tennessee. You look at UConn. Like I mentioned, you at uh, Baylor, and then what y'all were able to do last year. Okay, you look what South Carolina's doing. What is making South Carolina so special that they're not only in the hunt, uh, they're still the alpha dog that you're chasing to be able to overcome? I think it goes in cycles for women's basketball and men's basketball, for that matter. I think you recruit good, you win, and people want to be around winners, and then friends recruit friends and all kinds of things. Uh, but, you know, I tell people all all the time that the hardest part of competing for championships is maintaining it. 
uh, it's very difficult to ever win one. I mean, we can sit here and probably name many coaches and players that have never won a championship. But then when you do start naming those coaches and those players that win a championship, it kind of gets real narrow when you start talking about multiple championships and you start talking about dynasties. That little list gets smaller and smaller, and that's very, very difficult. I've been blessed. When we were at Louisiana Tech, you're absolutely right. We were the alpha dogs at that university. Uh, And then I I went to Baylor, and we built that dynasty, and it's hard to maintain it. And uh, hopefully you're at LSU. Don't know how long I'll – you know, stay in the game. I'm I'm not a uh, you know a young thing anymore. Um, I'm probably in the last third of my coaching career, but I sure would like to maintain what we have established in just two short years, and if you count this year, three three years. Coach, uh, rematch Thursday against Auburn. Um, the last time uh, you played, uh, it was I think January 14th. If my memory's right on that, 67-62 uh, loss. To Auburn, what made that game sort of swing uh, to the Tigers, Auburn Tigers? I mean, and uh, what's the strength of the Auburn Tiger uh, basketball team? Well, I, I want to always give you know props to the opposing team that wins the game. I, I said it after the game. Don't write about what we didn't do. Write what Auburn did to us in that game, and what they did is they manhandled us. If you ask me. They got up in us. They were very, very um, aggressive on ball, and we were very passive. We had turnovers. Uh, they dribble penetrated offensively, and we were not very good defensively then. We're better today than we were then. Um, they seemed to play with a more of a chip on their shoulder, like um, we're, you know, we're we're coming at you. And I didn't think that. Uh, we handled ourselves very well. And uh, so now we've got a second chance. Uh, not many opportunities do you have in sports to have do-overs. And it's on our court and one of the last two games we have. And uh, I hope that we're better. Uh, I know we're better. I hope that we play with a little more chip on our shoulder than they will. Now, uh, Coach Walker, when you look at through the decades and generations, when I look at um, – you know, uh, Title Nine, post-Title Nine. I think um, where LSU's at right now, you got to be impressed, uh, you know, when you go to the PMAC, whether it's LSU gymnastics event or it's LSU uh, women's college basketball. Because uh, pre-Title Nine, that, 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 come on, that, that was, it was nowhere even in the conversation. But where the success, now because, um, you know, you're trying to promote opportunities uh, for everyone's offspring, male, female, whatever. So I look at, like, where gymnastics and LSU's women's basketball at, how can you not be proud of that? Because uh, it's come a long way uh, considering now that uh, p- people actually, they plan uh, their week around uh, games and wanting to be a part of that. I'm proud of the fact that if you look at women's sports across the board at LSU, um we're good. We're good in softball. Um, we're, we're good in track and field. Uh, we're good in just about every women's sport across the uh, scope of our athletic department. And that's so good because it, it sends a message out there to young people that, hey, uh, you, can, you can go to LSU in, in whatever sport you're in and, and be, you know, pretty dang good and 
be relevant. Right. And I can go back to the the Title Nine days. I'm not one that fought the battles necessarily, but I was a recipient of a lot of people who fought those battles. And um, I've never, Bobby, had a um, kind of a, a negative or bitterness about the way females were treated because uh, I was a recipient of, you know, a full scholarship. I was recipient of four Final Fours, two national championships, flying where we needed to fly. Those who came before me, I'm very much appreciative and aware of, of the battles that were fought. And I hope that when my time is gone, that years down the road, people will say, wow, that era of sports brought a attention to uh, females like none other. And you can just look at the ratings that, that have come from the national championship game and the ratings today and the number of times we're on television, the number of times we play opponents in state who would never be on ESPN, but because they played LSU, they are. That is an accomplishment in itself, and I'm really proud of that. Coach, uh, they got a lot of crazy stuff on social media, but I think one of the things things that they can promote is moments in time. And they did a, a piece with you throwing a baseball to Kramer. I don't know how old he was, but he was really small. And you in the batting uh, chamber throwing it to him today. I, I thought that was as cool as it got uh, to show, you know, as when he was young and you still doing it today. Well, I'm still physically capable of doing it. <laughs> I can still throw batting practice. But what you're probably talking about is um, this um, past Friday or whatever day it was, Kramer uh, wanted me to go that night and, um, you know, load up the um, baseballs and, and let him take some swings. He's still waiting to get picked up by a team. He's a free agent, and he's keeping his fingers crossed that he'll continue to be able to play some baseball. And I think what he did is he went back and he had some video of me uh, throwing to him. He was about – well, he was. He was two years old. Yeah, and the little like sucker could just – he loves sports. And um, so I think somebody sent it to me, and that was what you're talking about is – you know, I was doing that when my kids were two years old, and I'll still be doing it until I can't physically do it anymore. And wouldn't you know, when I did it last this past Friday, the dang ball hit me, and I said, Lord, boy, you're going to kill me. It's going to be the death of me. But what a way to go out, right? Right. So what uh, – I can't think of her name right now. Uh, you, you guard uh, – her first name is Tear. I mean uh, – Last Tear Poa. Okay. Uh, th- th- that is the greatest name ever. <laughs> Uh, th- th- I don't know. Uh, to me, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't mean this any negative way or anything. It's just positive uh, because it reminds me like a sitting bull on that last tier. Is she Native American or whatever? He, um, gosh, I should know this. It's something. She's from Australia, but her it's like um, Aborigine, like, maybe. Polyne- yeah, Polynesian yeah, something. Okay. And her, there's a story behind it. If you Google it, I'm sure you can find it. Uh, Poa's grandmother was uh, in the hospital, and um, she was not doing well. And I think a tear, like, came out of her her eye, and she wanted something. And her mother was sitting there, and so the next child that was born was going to be last tear, and then Poa is the the Whoa. last name. There's a story behind it that's pretty fascinating. Well, no, that that's why I just thought, uh, you know, you look at names, and you know, you can have a generic name. 
But uh, I don't know. I'm reading stuff and I go, oh, last tier. I mean, that, that sounds like, uh, you know, like the same thing you look at, um, even from a, a United States uh, you know, perspective, if you like a sitting bull. I mean, you yeah. can look at anything. A- any culture uh, that, if you like, you said Australian, whatever, uh, so there's a story behind that. So I uh, know that I'm, I'm fascinated by stuff like that. Well, I can't spit all those words out when I'm trying to coach, so I just call her POA. <laughs> it's amazing how you can call some players, or me in particular, call some players by their first name and then some by their last name. Like, I'll just, whatever comes out of my mouth that's easy to say in the heat of the moment, it could be your first name, it could be your last name, and I tell them, don't think I love one more than the other. It's just how it comes off my tongue. And so I just always called her POA. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We always enjoy the conversation, and uh, take care of business Thursday night against Auburn. Hey, guys, thank you. All, All right, right, Coach Mulkey. Kim Mulkey, the uh, LSU women's basketball coach, and uh, always great and uh, always got stories behind what she says, Bob. Always. No, I was like, um, last tier. I mean, how could that get, get you attention? Uh, I mean, a first tier, last tier? No, that, that's uh, – how many people are named last tier in the world? She might be the only one. I, I don't know anybody. So how many sitting bulls you know in the world? Uh, that's history. I mean, you talk about over, uh, you know, 100 years, a century, a sitting bull. So that right there, uh, that catches my attention. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.